Talk Zone presents Motivation with a Purpose Radio, the show that highlights the inspirational stories of people from all walks of life. Now, bringing you real inspiration, here are your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Welcome to Talk Zone, the home of Motivation with a Purpose, here every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, where we attempt to inspire, motivate, and challenge you to live and work with purpose. I'm Rich Hallstrom, and my co-host once again is Zeke Bambolo. He's right here by my side. We have another great show planned for you today as author Rico Rakoski is our very special guest. He has written the book, Just Two Choices, and he is going to help us boil down our choices to just two choices so we can make wiser choices in our daily lives, no matter what we're deciding on. But first, we want to take time to remind you about where you can find us on a regular basis. First on Facebook at MWP Radio AM, on Twitter at MWP Radio Man, and of course, right here on the Talk Zone Talk Channel. Zeke, how are you doing this morning? Rich, I am going to have to hear this Rico guy and what he's all about because when I look at the Thanksgiving dinner dinner table which is coming up here pretty quick next month I don't see just two choices I'm a little confused about just two choices yeah I hear I hear you there that cranberry (laughs) sauce the dark meat the white meat the two pieces of pie should I have have one piece of pie should I have two helpings of potatoes yeah, I see how that uh, I see how that can get a little bit confusing, but I and thought Rico, this would be a great. And, and, and Rico ahead, has it, and Rico has a mind to say we've got just two choices. So we, we're going to boil this down. We're going to get down to the bottom of this one today because uh, you know uh, that's a little curious that he thinks that's just no matter what decision we're looking at, we we'll only have two choices. You know. Uh, I got to hear the, 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 the bottom of that one. But other than that, Rich, it's a sunny day in the Northwest. Uh, well, and, at, uh, least it's a partially, at least it's a partially sunny day. But it well, would qualify, we, if you know anything about the Pacific Northwest, if you're listening <laughs> online to our show on a regular basis here on Talk Zone, uh, the sun is a relative term <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> am I, am I not right, and that the truth, man. So, so it was funny. I was trying to, you know, got up today and taking my nephew out uh, to the bus stop because he's got to get a, a different bus for school and stuff like that. And and I told him, hey, make sure you got your jacket with you. He said, oh well, uh, you know, okay, I have it. It's in my it's in my bag. It's sunny, so let's go. So so we we were, we're driving. We're in the car and we get to where he's supposed to pick up the bus, you know, and so forth. And we send the because it's his first time on this particular bus. He was sending for about five or ten minutes. <laughs> Comes to me. And go, can I go sit back in the car? And I'm going, <laughs> I'm oh, going, man. <laughs> no, no, you've got your jacket and it's in the back. I told you to bring it and put it on. You said no. So, yes, that is our Northwest sunshine. Our kids are so twisted and confused. They're not sure what summer is or what sunny looks like. Uh, compared to some of us who grew up in the tropics, this is, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not even sure what to call it. <laughs> Well, Zeke, I got one que- I got one question for you, and and maybe this fits into our two choices show today, the choice revolution. Uh, did you decide to make a choice to take a picture of the sun so that we could remember it, or did you not take a picture of the sun? With you your phone know, I think I'm, 
I'm going to go out and do just that. And I'm going to post it right on the somehow some formula of the north corner, if I can, because this whole east and west sunrise, sunset, I'm going to put it on the north corner of my home so that I can make sure the sun is shining all day long. But then, as I think about it, the sun, S-O-N, is shining all day long. So I'm all good. Excellent. Excellent. And with that, let's get to the heart of our show today. Once again, our guest is Rico Rakoski, the author of Just Two Choices. And Just Two Choices has its root, roots in both aviation and art, two of Rico's favorite subjects as a kid. Now we fast forward in life to him as a pilot, first for the U.S. Air Force and now for a, US, for a major U.S. airline. Rico has applied aviation's step-by-step processes of analytical skills and logic as well as applied arts visual layout skills to the Just Two Choices curriculum to make learning key information faster so people can say, I get it, and quickly and immediately apply this technique to improving the quality of their lives, beginning right here and right now with the Just Two Choices idea. And we're going to find out what the Just Two Choices idea is right now as we invite Rico Rakoski to the Motivation with a Purpose microphones. Hi, Rico. How are you? Morning, Rich. How you doing? Or afternoon, I guess. Doing fabulous. Doing Thank very you so much for the invitation. Excellent, excellent. Doing very, very well. Rico, tell Zeke and myself uh, what is the basic definition of just two choices. Well, the basic definition is when you think about it in every present moment, like. Right here, right now, every human being on the planet, male or female, wherever they are, they have just two choices. And they have the they have the opportunity to focus on what they really, really want to do or to focus on something that's less than that. Like right now, Rich, you can be happy, you and Z can be happy, or you can choose to be something that's less than happy. It's you know, it choice is something that we have to come down to in terms of being it's mutually exclusive. You have to make a decision to do something. And if you remember the just two choices process then what you remind yourself of is that it's my choice whether or not I'm going to be happy or going to be less than happy. You know, a computer works the same way. It works on just two digits, right? A zero and a one. We're having this conversation because of all these zeros and ones, two digits strung together that come to a conclusion that makes a decision that allows us to have this conversation. And life is the very same way. Our, our cells and our bodies work the same way. They have two choices. Either make the healthy choice or the choice is going to be less healthy. And it doesn't matter what subject you have in life. You have to come to a conclusion, and that's how Just Two Choices works. Well, Rico, uh, thanks again for coming on the show. And I was laughing with Rich earlier, so I'm going to throw it back at you here. I think we're going to have a little bit of some uh, jovial sparring going on all day. But I was telling Let's Rich, you know, <laughs> maybe you know, maybe you know, we'll we'll have you just break it down. You know, I was and I was saying, being funny, but maybe that will help us draw a conclusion or, or at least uh, an, an initial uh, f- framework to your discussion here. But yeah, I'm looking at the, uh, I'm going to give it the everyday thing. I'm looking at the, the, the Thanksgiving dinner table, and it's got things all over the place, you know, the turkey, ham, you name all over the place. And you, you're saying we can break even those choices down to just two choices. Is that, is that, is that kind of where you're driving us here? Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, what happens is, and it just depends on what you want to eat at first, but let's just go ahead and go right to the dessert table, Zeke, and let's just skip the meal and, and go right to the dessert table. So let's just say right there at Thanksgiving table, you've got four desserts sitting out there. You've got hot fudge sundae, you've got a chocolate cake, you've got pumpkin pie with all the stuff on top of it, and, uh, and you've got fruit, okay? 
Mm-hmm. So my just two choices process, the mind has to break something down. It has to come to a conclusion, and it does this in a really, really quick fashion. My choice, when I look at desserts, for example, I go, what's sweet and what's not sweet? So immediately, my just two choices lumps together the cake, the pumpkin pie, and because we'll say it's really, really good chocolate cake, the cake, the pumpkin pie, and a hot fudge sundae. So it lumps those together, and it says, what's not sweet in there? What can I throw out? Well, obviously the fruit, for me, doesn't work. I'm a nutrition-free kind of guy a lot of times. Every calorie an empty calorie. So I throw the, I throw the fruit out. So now we're down to three things to choose from. And so immediately my mind is working on, I want something that's really, really sweet. So I'll go hot fudge sundae, chocolate cake, and I'll, and uh, pumpkin pie. And, I'm, and, and immediately when I look between sweetest and what's not sweetest, it's going to throw the pie out right away. I'm a chocolate guy anyway. So now I'm down to two choices, right? I use two choices to get to two choices. And now I'm to a hot fudge sundae, and I'm to a chocolate piece of uh, chocolate cake, and I'm going to throw the cake out, and I'm going to eat the hot fudge sundae. But the mind does it in a seamless sequence at lightning speed. You know, all around us, just two choices are everywhere. What's the stop sign? How many choices with a stop sign? How many choices with a stop sign? Two choices, right? Either stop or you don't. Right. Either roll through it. Right. How many choices, how many choices on uh, the Seahawks scoring the touchdown? How many choices? It's either a touchdown or it's not, right? Either inbounds or outbounds, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have just two choices everywhere. I don't know if that helps. Does that help you out at all with your question? Well, it, it does, and I think that's what I wanted to establish a premise because I think if I can try to summarize it, what you're saying is no matter how many things we have before us, we have to – we, we all just have to begin with the premise of we have, you know, good – what are you, for me, in a, in a larger sense, good and bad, good and evil, whatever you want it, but there are two choices going on at all times, and we must do, we must reject one to embrace the other. It's kind of how I'm looking at it, but we will see how we all, how we dissect that a little bit more with different uh, questions. Rich, I, I think you have a question for Rico. I sure do, Zeke, and I want to follow that up with, why yeah. do you think, Rico, that we complicate choice? Because what I, I hear you saying is that we should not be making choice complicated and choice really if we look at it is not complicated but as a society and as a uh, as human beings we somehow complicate choice i i think what happened in and you know especially with the choice revolution kind of thing i, I did some uh, research on the language on our language and the use of choice in our language in the english language and it actually started about the year 500 i'm not going to go into all of it it's just that I think what's happened, Rich and Zeke, is that we've we've over um, we've overlooked this word choice. It somehow has slipped through our language. We say, "I will decide to," um, "I'm going to check into," "I'm going to try it," but we don't take that ownership by saying, "I choose to do it." And so the words kind of gotten left out of our language. And so we've programmed ourselves over the hundred, you know hundreds of years of saying, "Well, you know, somebody else made me do that." Um, you know, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law made me do that. I didn't want to do that, but they made me do that. And so we've conditioned ourselves with this momentum, this habit of choice being something that's really outside of ourselves, that's driven by an external factor, as opposed to choice being taking ownership of it and saying, no, that's my choice. It's always my choice. You know, it's my choice to roll through the stop sign. It's my choice to, to stop completely. Um, and so that's where I think the we've slipped over the years is the humans have become used to taking their cues from outside themselves rather than taking the cue from inside yourself. Notice how, how different you feel. Notice the, at least that I do, I feel the upliftment of a vibration that feels really high when I say, I choose to do that. You know what? I choose to eat the chocolate cake. I'm going to eat it. 
and I'm going to eat the cake, but you know what? I'm going to eat half of it because I know that I'm trying to cut down on my sugar intake. So I have two choices, eat the whole thing or just eat part of it or even just eat a bite of it. But that consciousness, that awareness of choice as opposed to deciding to or or um, taking the influence from outside ourselves, I think that's what's happened. What do you feel? I mean, does, it, does that make sense to you? Does that add up? That sure does. Zeke? Rico, I, 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 you've used a, a phrase a couple of times, and I want you to take a moment, please, to help our sure. audience define what you mean by the choice revolution. Well, the choice revolution is actually it ties into it ties into Rich's question. I'm, I'm glad you asked that, Zeke. But it ties into to Rich's question, which is that it's being aware of choice, not to take the fun out of it. It actually makes it more playful, but where your mind you're starting to realize that your mind works for you instead of you working for your mind. When you become aware of choice and you realize that you have two choices in every moment, now you can start to feel like you're, you're, you're driving what's going on in your life as opposed to things happening in your life. And so that's what I mean by the choice revolution. You know, it's the opportunity to bring to yourself, to your awareness, this, the power that, that's in just the word choice. You know, if you wanted to write your own declaration of independence from any subject whatsoever, all the listeners would need, and I do this myself for my for my things that I'm working on within myself. I write three words down, and the three words I start a sentence with: I choose to, and then fill in the blank. I choose to eat the chocolate cake. I choose to roll through the stop sign. I choose to make that wise comment to somebody. I choose to. Your Declaration of Independence. If you say that enough times, now your new awareness is that the power of the choice that you're making choice is not just something that somebody else is kind of forcing upon you. And so that's what the choice revolution is about. It's about waking up to this fact that we have so much more choice than we ever, I think, have dreamed possible, especially in the day and age that we're in. Yeah. Thank so you. When, when you say that, when you say that too, and I and I, I'm glad you defined that because at the same time, when I heard that, you know, some things uh, you can tell me whether you want to go this far as well. Some things came to me. We have in our society even more again uh, when it comes to this whole choice matter. And then when you said the choice revolution, I wondered if many were thinking also uh, about you know we have the free choice, the pro choice, whatever these things that are going on as well. So uh, can you frame what you just said that in that context as well from a, a larger uh, a grander scheme, I guess, if I can put it that way. Okay, which I'll, 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 I appreciate the question. Let me raise it actually from the revolutions that we've had in the past. You know, in the past mm-hmm. we had an agricultural revolution, right? And and that where man quit hunting, gathering, and and so we started planting crops. In that era, we had a phrase that I choose to use that may not like it. It says, "You need to, you know, you need to go plant that stuff." Like right now, you know, if you don't plant that. In the agricultural revolution, you're not going to have any food to eat later. Well, then we went into the industrial revolution, right? And in the industrial mm-hmm. revolution, education became huge, didn't it? Yeah, all of a sudden, schools were popping up everywhere. You have your general you know, educational system that we have today. And that was what I call a permission to era. Because when you went to school, school gave you permission to hold different jobs and different forms of education. Well, what's evolved, even with like your radio show, you know, I love you guys' radio show and the title of your show. You know, we've moved into not only to the how-to era, which is available because of the information age, but we've moved into beyond that. We moved to the information revolution brought what you guys are doing on the air, and that was a allows us people to see how to do things, but we're moving to the next stage, which is the next stage, which is just choose to. There's so much information out there on how to do things. The only thing that's left is you just have to choose whether or not you want to do it. You can... 
you can get information on any subject. Does that backdrop help or does it make it complicated, Dean? No, I mean, I, I think as, as you say that where I'm even driving, you know, the conversation as well, the thing that resonates in my mind as you say that, and we, we talk again about the importance of choice. And I want to make sure we frame this discussion properly for our audience because in the same token, while we have the engagement of choice and you use something earlier where you say you can write your own letter of declaration, I mean, your own statement of declaration or declaration of independence personally or something like that. The, when I use, I speak about multi-generational family legacy a lot. One of the things we encourage our audience when I do my seminars and everything to do is to write a statement of identity and vision. So right. when I hear you talk about choices in this context, Rico, I go back and say, okay, well, let's look at, I mean, something has, it can't just be my choice to, because I want, I choose, I want, I choose, no, to, de- but I have to have something above and greater than me that de- helps define what my choices eventually will be. So I'm going back to oh. saying, well, uh, we, it, it can't just be I choose because I want it. You know, that, that, it, to some extent, we've become so much of that of society where our right. material desires drive us more than our moral obligations. And so we have to be careful about that. I mean, that's what, that's where my mind goes, Rico. Well, what do you say? Well, that's, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm very spiritually based, you know, and, and so I'm with you 100%. But, you know, um, I fly for Southwest Airlines, and occasionally you run into people when you're in, having conversations, you run into passengers, you run into crew members, and sometimes you end up talking about, uh, some people don't like to hear the phrase, sometimes God bless, you know, mm-hmm. or bless. And, and um, my comment to that is, I say, well, that's your choice. I say, well, I don't believe in a God. And I say, well, what is a God? A God's a belief system, isn't it? And, and, and so the belief that you have no God is your God, as far as I'm concerned in my interpretation. So what I'm saying here is they have a choice. They can believe in, let's just say, a God with a capital G or a God with no G. I mean, all of humanity has this opportunity every moment to, to use to, they, to how they're going to use their choices. And I'm with you. I'm with you, Z. I mean, I'm a, I'm a spiritually based person, very strongly spiritually based. But I do not... I do not judge somebody else. I know you're not saying this. I don't judge somebody else who says, I don't believe there's a God that's out there. I say, well, that's just a choice, right? Because you can choose to believe in God or you can choose not to. It's up to you. It's a choice. I'm not forcing anybody to think any particular way on, you know, in that particular subject. And if I could, could I add one more thing, Zeke, here that goes go on, to your go writing? On, yeah. You know, here's where you're talking. I mean, I, I love your discussion here, and this is a perfect example, I believe, of how we've, in, in terms of Rich's question, of why we aren't aware so much of choice. Well, look at the language we, that we have been using over the years, over the centuries. We say, I wrote, you know, I have people write their identity, and I have people write their vision. And I, I have huge respect and huge honor for what you're saying. I'm only using this as an example from the point of, point of view that the word that's missing is choice. You know, I have people choose to write because they don't have to write their vision. Mm-mm. They don't have no. to write their identity. They have to make a choice. And you see how we skip over the word choice? The word choice precedes write about your identity and write about your vision. You have, you're making a choice and we skip over that word. And when we skip over that word in our language, we skip over ownership and we skip over, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking responsibility from what I'm about to do. And so to me, that's what the choice revolution is about. It's about waking people up that, to the the amount of choice that's out there, and and in our language we skip over the word choice. We we say, hey, I'm going to go to the store, but in reality we're choosing to go to the store, right? Um, you know, I have great intentions of finishing my homework, and you chose not to finish your homework. You see what I'm saying? And so that's where the word choice to me fits into the fabric of life, 
to raise our awareness, not to make it tough on ourselves, but only to awaken us to how much more freedom we do have. We'll be back with more with author Rico Rukoski on this edition of Motivation with a Purpose after this time out. You're listening to Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Yes, yes, indeed. It is Friday morning in the Northwest, uh, close to the afternoon time, but we are here again live with you, and we have a special guest, our author and friend, Rico Rakoski, and we're talking about just two choices. It's been a phenomenal discussion already. And, Rich, it seemed like you have some fuss you want to add to this piece. So I ask Rico, can you jump in here for us? Sure, I'll jump in here, Zeke. Rico, why do you think yes, that the Just Two Choices philosophy levels the playing field for everyone? Talk about that. Well, I, I believe um, that's a common feature to all human beings. Now, we all have a heart. We all have blood in our systems, and we have choice. We have to make a choice. Our cells are making choices. And so what it comes down to is, as you as a human being, any of us as a human being, male or female, are we going to make the choice to accept the fact that somebody says that we're not as smart as somebody else? That's our choice, right? Are we going to accept the fact that the teacher, like for me, you know, my background's in aviation. My guidance counselor, she told me, don't be a pilot. She said, don't be a pilot. You're never going to get into a four-year university. You need to go to a junior college. And I, I remember to this day, I looked over my shoulder. I was not upset a bit. I just looked over my shoulder and I acknowledged her as I was walking out of the guidance office. And I said, you know what, that doesn't sound right. I'm going to go for it anyway. You know, uh, yeah, I don't have the greatest grades. I don't have the highest SAT scores. But those aren't predictors of my life. The predictor of my life are my choices. And so, you know, in spite of what she said, I made the choice to, to you know, I had a just two choices moment, I guess. When I was in high school, I said, hey, either I believe her and my life would be completely different or I don't. And so, you know, that's why it levels the playing field because it's only us who chooses to accept whether or not, We've been disrespected, whether or not we think, you know, we're going to be um, feeling offended. That's a choice. And I know it sounds crazy, but consider, you know, but you got to think about it. There are only two choices in every moment to be offended or to be less than offended, for example, or to believe that somebody put you down and, and to believe when somebody puts you down that they know more about you than you know about you. So that's what I mean by it levels the playing field. You know, we have that choice to accept or reject what somebody says to us. And when we have that inner strength that says, that doesn't sound right, that's when we live life to the fullest. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it in spite of what somebody else says. Not to prove them wrong, only from the point of view of, I know what I want to do with my life, or I have an idea what I want to do with my life. So that's how I look at it. And I have these different, Rich, go ahead. No, go on, go on, Rico. I was just saying, I have have these different downloadable aspects of Just Two Choices that might help to expand the thought process. For example, going back to your question, Zeke, and, and, and Rich's earlier about how things have come along with this choice revolution, what goes on in life. You know, I think what's one of those momentums that have happened over the years is, you know, we are in the habit of telling our old story. You know, I grew up in an alcoholic family, and um, I'm just not going to go into it. You know, it's because the more I tell the old story of the alcoholic family, the longer I stay in the alcoholic family. I've got to tell the new story about how I want to be a pilot. I've got to tell the new story about how I want to write books and I want to help kids. I want to tell the new story about how I want to be on your radio show because it's mutually exclusive, the two choices. 
if you know, I could have just spent that same amount of time talking to you about what it was like growing up in a small coal mining town or an alcoholic family. But I didn't choose to do that. I had two choices. And I'm, and we are in the habit as humans to tell to keep telling that old story about how we've been wronged, about how somebody in the family did this, or about somebody that jilted us as a romantic interest. You know? But the only way you can get past your old story is you've got to tell your new story. And there's nobody else that can do that for you or me than each of us. And we have to make that choice right here, right now, in this very instant. I'm going to say, I'm going to start telling my new story. Because the more we tell the old story, the more we get the same old stuff. What a surprise. You know, and, uh, Einstein has the quote. You've probably heard it. Einstein has the quote. Insanity's doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. So why do we keep talking about this person that jilted us over and over and over again for many, many years? And why are we surprised that we're still feeling upset? We have, we have another choice. And it's an incremental thing. I'm not saying you get over it overnight, but it's this awareness of choice helps you get that foothold to make that next step to tell your new story. So thanks for giving me the extra time to explain that. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Rico, I mean, as you keep talking, brother, I mean, when, when you, this choice thing, you know, you got the, you, you mentioned, you have the mission to, I mean, you have the choice to accept or not. I went back to Mission Impossible, man. You know, this thing is going to self-destruct, <laughs> you know, choose. <laughs> but, but, uh, but as you speak there, I also, you know, I, I'm enjoying that and kind of listening here, but I, I, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of the, I, w- I want to take it one step deeper because you talked about the choices and I, I also get a chance to speak a lot to young people, high school and junior high, yeah. young, yeah. young people and i'm and one of my speeches that i gave really i do an acronym uh acrostic on the word choice and uh just helping them to understand that uh right now two phrases that i use a lot begin with the end in mind and also also right. realize that look what right now don't when people talk about legacy like i use the word legacy i mean people want to talk about legacy they want to talk about okay now i'm 60 you know my old age you know what legacy did i leave no no, no. <laughs> legacy starts now yeah. whatever choices you're making the choices you make right now are starting to define the legacy if you want to be a, a great attorney someday or a great doctor or a philanthropist whatever it is what choices are you making now that are going to set you up but right. The choices start. And so, but as you, Rico, as you were talking, man, you know, we've got to give our audience an opportunity to connect with you at the heart level and say, okay, I know you don't want to talk about all your past because you feel that's a little bit of uh, bringing up the old, the old story. But I also think our sure. history is so important to the choices that we make today. If we don't know where we've come from, we don't know where we're going. So again, back to the soul choice, but let's talk about how do you even come up with this framework from your, your early stages, your pilot career and so forth. Let's talk a little bit and let our audience find out who Rico is and how you got to this mindset of just two choices. Can you help us out there? Well, sure. You know, it's kind of funny because, I mean, I consider it funny. I mean, you know, it was one of those things in in, uh, in school where, you know, you can look back in your life, Zeke, and you can look back on it, Rich, you know, why are you in radio? Why are you helping out, you know, in terms of wanting to help people to have, you know, you know motivation with a purpose, you know? Uh, why are you doing those kinds of things? And I'm sure they go back a long way in life. And mine actually go back to, sitting in high school and, and sitting in the bleachers and watching everybody, and this isn't a judgment whatsoever. I mean, I have enormous respect for these folks. It was a curiosity within myself, not a jealousy, just a curiosity. Why are these kids in the National Honor Society every semester going across with high GPAs? And I'm not one of those kids. I'm working my tail off. You know, I'm looking at it from the bleachers. My high school girlfriend's going across the stage and, hmm, one of our future holds. So, you know, we're watching that, you know, I'm watching the, everybody go across, and I was just kind of curious, why am I different? What's what's different about me? And then later on, that experience with the guidance counselor came to play a little bit, okay? I've got decent enough grades. You know, I've got an okay SAT score. I'm not burning up any program. But I got passion for life, you know? And later on, after I 
went and became a pilot, I thought, well, you know, maybe there's a lot of other kids being told similar kinds of things in terms of what my guidance counselor said in terms of, and even some adults, in terms of an expectation. You know, when you look at school as I see it, you guys, uh, 5% of the kids get a lot of the attention because their SATs and GPAs and all that stuff are really high and they're high in athletics and, and I go, you, you go for it. You go, you guys go change the world. I'm happy for that. There's another 15% of the kids that are acting out that get a lot of attention because if they act out, they're very intelligent kids, but if they act out, they disrupt the school system, you know. And so there's roughly in my mind's eye from sitting in the bleachers, 80% of the kids like myself, there's nothing there for me. There's no scholarship. I just have hard work. I don't have the higher GPA to get into the really distinguished schools and those kinds of things. I just have to go out there and work hard. And so I came up with the formula to explain it to myself. And this is a formula I taught for 15 years to elementary school kids. It's called dreams plus action equals reality. And I show the kids, no matter what their dream or goal is, it's the quality of their action that they put into that formula that is going to become real that creates the reality. And these kids get, they get it. In fact, I'm speaking on Tuesday to some elementary school kids about the same subject and about just two choices, by the way. And mm-hmm. I did that for so many years, talking about positive action, saying, look, kids, every action is either going to take you closer to what you want or further away from what you want. There are just two choices. Finally, the light turned on to me, and I went, wow, maybe adults would be interested in just two choices versus dreams plus action equals reality. So there I am, after all these years, just working in between flying and working with schools and kids in between my flying in the military and flying for the airlines and just like you guys, trying to make a positive contribution. But that's the framework that I worked within, a dreams plus action equals reality formula, which evolved thanks to the elementary school kids to just two choices for adults. Rico, who does a better job of applying your just two choices curriculum and and ideas, uh, kids or adults? You know, uh, I had this discussion yesterday. Actually, it's rich. I'm glad you asked the question. You know, the kids aren't resistant, especially in the elementary school era. As you know, and you know from working with high school kids as well. And the high, by the time you get into the middle school, a little bit older, you know there's peer pressure, there's cool factors, cool points, you know all that kind of stuff comes into play. And so there's a resistance right. factor that, that naturally fits in. The elementary school kids are the ones who are the who are the pure minds who say, yeah, I, this is my dream, this is my goal, and they they make leave it, they leave it unfiltered. Our, you know, I think as humans get we get older, we become more concerned about external factors and what someone's going to think about our dream or goal. And therefore, that influences our choices in terms of how much we really perhaps go for something or not go for something. Does that uh, does that answer your question? So with adults, adults, you'd find some resistance and more discussion like, prove it to me. You know, show, show me that there's just two choices. There's only just two choices. Tell my new story or tell my old story or be happy or be less than happy. Kids kind of go, younger kids go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Just two choices. Yeah, that does Either make a lot of sense, right Rico. Yeah. Zeke? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rico. I mean, as we talk about that, I wanted to see if we can. You, you make a comment that life is a seamless sequence of choices. So let's get back on this on this on this uh, horse sure. with you and kind of ride. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a seamless sequence of choices, and and it, and it relates to the great number of choices that all of us have in in our lives. So help help exp, help us expand on that, please. You already you already answered that question, Zeke. You know that you answered that question when you said, "When does your legacy start?" Mm-hmm. Right. When's your legacy start? Well, your legacy starts now. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you're telling kids. Your legacy mm-hmm. starts now. Well, just through choices. When's just through choices? It's now. You know, basically what you're saying is your legacy starts now, starts today in this moment. You know, and you string all those legacy moments together, and what do you got? You got a legacy mm-hmm. life, right? Well, if you don't string together legacy moments, you can't get a legacy life. 
You know, you can't expect to have an extraordinary life if you're only stringing together ordinary choices, right? I mean, look at the look at athletes and musicians and people who, are, who just really, really stand out in whatever field they're in. They had to make extraordinary choices to get to where they are in that extraordinary aspect of life. Scientists, whomever, right? So, you know, just through choices, they, they did this legacy aspect that you're talking about. Only I say it from the point of view of choice. Every moment they string those choices together. The same way a computer strings zeros and ones together for us to have this digital conversation that we're having right now or for you to be able to get something, an email. It's just zeros and ones. That's all that it is. Everywhere on the planet, every computer on the planet understands binary. It's either on, which is a one, or it's a zero, which is an off. And it makes those signals go zero, one, zero, one, zero, one, bazillions of times over and over again. It strings them together. And here we are having this wonderful conversation about motivation with a purpose. And um, But your life is the same way because you can't jump into five five minutes from now. You can't jump into it. And the only way you can go back into the past is if you want to if you want to choose to go back into the past. So your legacy example is a perfect example, as I perceive it, of the just two choices aspect. It starts now, right here. Yeah, yeah. Rico, I mean, I, I, I got to throw this out there while we have, I mean, again, this is this is good dialogue, and I think I, I, uh, this is sometimes where I, where I wish we would, and we will get there pretty soon, where we'll start to get more of a, of a live calling question, because I think this is where audience would like to jump in and ask a few questions. But do people come up mm-hmm. to you and say, hey, <laughs> Rico, I, I know you have a good intention at heart and everything, but aren't you a little bit oversimplifying life too much? And I say to them, I mean, I, I say this, you know, my intention, my intention, Zeke, and Rich is not to be a wise guy, but that's your choice, right? It's your choice to say to me that it's that I'm oversimplifying life. You can make life as complicated as you want, Zeke. It's okay with me. I don't care. You have two choices. Make life complicated or not make life complicated, right? What's your answer to that? I mean, it's true, right? It's true, right? You can make uh, it complicated right. if you want. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead, man. Make it complicated. Fine by me. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't affect me. I mean, it's your choice. Like, how can I be responsible for your choice to make your life more complicated? I can't be. It's you're, you're the one who's making the choice. <laughs> you are a wise guy, Rico. <laughs> Come on, Rich. No, I'm, 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 you asked the question, Zeke. You asked the question, and, and you know, if you don't like the answer, that's okay with me, too, because that's your choice not to like the answer. You see how the just two choices things work? Kind of yeah, fun. Because it is, because it really is, and we've illustrated this morning, uh, that this whole interview is a series of choices. Because if you chose not to answer one of the questions that we asked you, that in itself would be a choice. To well, withhold to certain email. pieces of I didn't even have to answer your email, Rich. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you what, I was, so exci- I was so excited to hear from you guys yesterday. Um, my computer was broken. I was at the auto shop, and the guy let me use his computer, and I jumped on the computer. And I looked at it, I said, man, look at these guys. What a great program. Motivation with a purpose. And I, I, I looked at my schedule for what I had to do today, and I, and I knew my car went and my computer wouldn't be ready till the end of the day. And I said, I got two choices. I can text, I can say, hey, can you give me another chance on another day? Right? I didn't have to. I said, man, right. no, I want to talk to these guys. This is fun. So I used my just two choices to have this, to have this moment. But that's what life's about. You know, it's about right here, right now, the excitement. And, you know, I heard a comment one person say, you know, heaven comes right here where you are if you choose to let it in. You know, the excitement, the enthusiasm, the passion that comes into your life is your choice. You can let it be a little bit of trickle or you can let it uh, blow in. It's like a faucet, you know. You know what it's like? You turn a faucet on. If that faucet were to represent passion for life, whose hand's on the faucet? Your own hand's on the faucet. And how wide you want to open that is up to you. You can have it gushing. You can make it your shower trickle or you can make your shower 
stream on you. You know what I mean? But that's your choice. Your hands on the control, right? You choose how hot you want the water to be, how cold you want it to be, whether it's just right or not, whether you want it to trickle or whether you want it to flow like it's a rainforest, you know? But that's what life's about. We all have that. See, that's what the choice revolution's about is to bring that awareness to you that says, wow, I can bring in this enormous passion for life, but I have to choose to let it in or it can't get in. It can't get into my life unless I choose to let it in. So, obviously, I, I have a, an opinion about this subject, and I get excited about it, and I appreciate your asking the questions. Yeah. You know, we got, we got a, we've got a, about a minute, a couple minutes before we go to break it, but I want to ask one more question before we go to break, uh, and sure, if you can be sure. quick with us. But okay. there is a natural tendency to what you're asking our audience to buy into, isn't it? It's not something that's not a new uh, extreme or a new age, but it's, it's somewhat of a natural component of life that you're trying to project. Right. Am I accurate there, or is that you, you, you know, actually, the way, the way I'd phrase it, speaking, I'm glad you asked the question, is that it's, it's a flippant thinking. Right? You're just flipping your thinking. That's all. You're flipping your thinking and saying, wow, I got all this choice, as opposed to, gee, you know, my choice is influenced by all this stuff that's external to me and, and I don't know what I should do. It's a flippant thinking to take ownership of your choices as opposed to making my choices because of somebody else or something else. Mm. Because it's raining in Seattle, I'm sad. Oh boy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please do not, not Rico is just teasing. They say it's the gloomiest place on earth, but it's actually, there's a lot of sunshine out here today. Maybe cold sunshine, but it is sunshine in Seattle. So guess what? We've been having a phenomenal conversation with Rico Rakoski and we'll be right back from the break with more with Rico here on Motivation with a Purpose on TalkZone.com. It's time for more Motivation with a Purpose Radio on TalkZone.com. Now, back to your hosts, Rich Hallstrom and Zeke Bambolo. Welcome back to Motivation with a Purpose. Our guest is Rico Rakowski, the author of Just Two Choices. And we're having a very important and mind-altering conversation with Rico today on how we can boil life down to just two choices so we can turn ordinary choices into extraordinary choices. Rico, tell us about how we can immediately make this happen. Tell us about the t- some of the techniques that we can use to do that right sure. now. Well, um, there's I have like a dozen of them. Again, you know, my background's in graphic design, so I, I, I like to see things visually. I'm a pilot. In fact, Zeke, um, I lived in Tacoma for a little while. I flew out of McCord. And so I'm familiar with the Northwest, yeah. and uh, I'll be flying. Actually, I'll be flying through Seattle this afternoon with Southwest. I'm on my way to uh, down the California coast, so I'll wave to you guys as I get to <laughs> Seattle this afternoon. But on the on the on the website, you can download at the opt-in portion. There, um, it's a free download. There's 12 examples of just two choices. And so to boil it down, you know, if you find yourself, for example, wanting to change something in your life, whether it has to do with your health, your wealth, your relationships. Notice how often you're telling your old story, an easier way of saying it. Notice how, how many times you think, hey, just two choices. Am I telling, am I complaining and continuing to complain and whine about? And then I say that only as because it's a common term. I'm not making fun of anybody whatsoever. If that's part of your old story, then stop yourself and say, you know, I have an opportunity to tell a new story right now. And what is the new story that I want to tell? So that's one of those examples. Realize also, Rich and Zeke, that, Every time you make a choice, you're creating a habit, right? Life is nothing really for the most part. It's habits. It's your habits of eating. It's your habits of sleeping. It's your habits of what your favorite uh, coffee is, where you, you know, what you dress, what time you get up. Those are all habits. Well, how do you get those habits? 
you get them by choices. You know, my one of my favorite stories is Michael Jordan went to shoot that commercial for McDonald's years ago, and uh, he had to miss a basket. And I think he shot 14 or 15 times in a row before he missed the basket. Well, he, you know, he's in the groove. He chose to practice to make success a habit for himself to that degree that he had to shoot 14 or 15 times before he would miss a basket. And so, you know, every action you take is creating habits. So if you find yourself doing some kind of habit that you don't like, just say, hey, just do choices here. What can I do to, to change that habit? Maybe it's trying to lose weight. My way of losing weight, and I've lost 15 pounds by doing it, is to say, you know what, I'm going to eat half a hot fudge Sunday. I'm not going to eat the whole thing. And then, you know, over time, I'm going to eat less and less of them. And then over time, you just have them less frequently. But it's a choice, you know, and that's how, um, that's one of the just two choices techniques. Another one would be, are you making it happen or are you making excuses? You know, just two choices right here. So I've got a dozen of them there. If you want me to go on, I could be happy to talk about them uh, or expand on that. Um, no, just, just uh, let's start by just giving me a website again just a while while you're talking about that. Where can they find that information? Just a quick plug here. Sure. It's uh, www.just2 with the number two choices. Dot com just two with the number two cho- choices dot com and then mm-hmm. you'll see an opt-in page there and just opt in and download it for free and you can carry this around yourself and you could read tell your new story keep telling your old story that's just your yep. choices create your new habit create your old habit did you ever notice you guys did you ever notice when you're around people and you say hey man I really appreciate what you did to me you did for me rather did you ever notice how that raises the, the interest of people working together, and how many people don't take the time to say, man, I appreciate even simple things. Um, so that's why I have those little things um, in Just Two Choices moments. When you start to appreciate something, you value something, you're going to feel that your whole world starts to change. Or when you say thank you to people, or even saying, um, you know, as a paying a compliment versus not saying anything at all. You know, you have those choices to make, and when you make those positive, what I call the number one choice of Just Two Choices, in a positive yeah. sense, you're going to find yourself attracting into your life all these phenomenal experiences. Like, and I mean it's from the heart. Talking to you guys is, for me, is a phenomenal experience. I really appreciate what you're doing, and I really appreciate, you know, talking about just two choices. And it's, it's, you know, I don't know how you found me, but I'm glad glad you did. So that's our job. That's our job. Rich, Rich, Rich is the ma- is the, the the magic man behind the scene there. But anyway, um, well, I appreciate as, that compliment, Zeke. I will I will slip an extra twenty dollar bill in your mail uh, sometime in the future. We'll gladly accept. Anyway, <laughs> moving can I, on. Can I, add one, can I add one more? Can I add one more quick thing, guys? Go on, sure. go on, Rico. Go on, Rico. Yep. The, the the real quick thing is that you know when you're going through something difficult, like I had a fiance and and, and the relationship fell apart a few years ago. You know, it's I think one of the way things that helps you understand where you are with your story is to, you know, you can say to yourself, oh, am I just venting? You know, this driver cut me off and in front of, uh, you know, cut me off here in the freeway on I-5 on I and, you know, I'm upset now. Okay, so I'm venting, you know. Or is it processing, you know, with the relationship, or is it chronic? So if you find yourself, you know, it's been several years that you've been talking about something, I would say that's the chronic stage. And it's pretty much, you know, it's really kind of, if you really want to change that, you really got to, you know, you really got to get on it in terms of making the positive choice. But a lot of times with relationships or weight loss, sometimes even with financial wealth kind of situations, you'll find yourself processing your choices, you know, going, okay, I could have done better with that. But the intent there behind processing is to grow. So venting's real short term. Processing is, you know, personal growth. And then 
if you find yourself doing something chronic, then, <laughs> you know, then just realize it's, uh, you know, you're putting yourself up against the wall, not anybody else doing that. So thank you. Rico, I mean, as we talk about this, and uh, folks, again, as you know, you can always go to TalkZone.com, the Motivation of the Purpose show, and you will have every access to our guests, every guest that comes on this show, including our great guest, Rico, today. Uh, Rico, as we're talking about this this whole subject matter of choices, um, you know, something just occurred to me is that I spent last weekend with some young men, ages about 18 to 23, 24, and was a juvenile detention center and most of these young men for example are on different antidepressant drugs and everything so i don't yeah. know if you have looked at a clinically uh, uh taking a clin- clinical approach to what you're talking about as well if there's any e- uh, essence there that we can point to but sometimes we have people that are just in a very difficult situation when it comes to not only what life has uh dealt them in terms of what where they are right now these tr- with choices of this nature but when we have uh, um, psychological issues that are also involved sure. in the picture, how do we how do we engage someone? If someone like that is in my family, in the audience here, how do we engage someone like? Have you reached that clinical aspect at all from your method or your thought of uh, just two choices? Well, like I said in the beginning, you know, I didn't have the highest SAT scores or GPA, so uh, clinically, I'm not in that world. <laughs> but uh, but uh, my point being, you know, I mean, the one word that I think is a key part to the Just Two Choices process is is the word incremental. You know, um, um, somebody asked me once on a show, they said, you know, what do you say to somebody who's stuck? And I said, well, you know, it seems to me going back to being maybe a wise guy here, I said, it seems to me you're only stuck once. And he said, what do you mean you're only stuck once? Well, once you know you're stuck, then if you continue to say you're stuck, then you're using your just two choices to say you're stuck. So obviously you're aware that you're stuck because you're not using your other choice possibility to try to find a way to be unstuck. You see what I'm saying? And so in these in these difficult situations, be it in relationships or even with what I'm trying to envision with what you were talking about, Zeke, and who you were working with, my question would be to say, to this person was to say it's Mike. I'd say, okay, Mike, just two choices here on whatever the subject is. How can we find just an incremental improvement to use our choice? What is it that we can do, you and I can do right now, that's just a millimeter better than what we were doing before? I know it's tough. I know you're in a tough situation, but let's just talk about it together. And then if I knew a lot about the person, I'd say, how about we try, why don't we try this? And let's try it for more than 10 seconds, you know. Let's try it for maybe a minute, just this one incrementally positive choice, because now that might sound kind of Pollyanna, you guys, but tell me, what's the alternative for the person to be back to where they were? You see what I mean? That's how the right. two choices works. The alternative is what you're asking me the question for, which is how do I help this person to heal? And if you say, hey, that's Rico, that's Pollyanna, that's unrealistic, then we go, okay, then we're just back to where we were before, which is we're stuck. And we're choosing not to try to find an incrementally, incrementally better way of, of shifting that consistent choice process that they've had that's brought them to where they are. Does, does that answer your question, Zeke, or does it help out? Yes, let's, that, that's certainly, I, I get where you're going with that. I, get, I, do, I do understand that, yep. And any kind of improvement, as I see it, any kind of an improvement is, is what that is. It's an improvement. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, mm-hmm. you know how, how does anybody learn a new sport or a piano or music, music or anything? They, they got to start somewhere. They got to hit the, they got to hit the key. They got to strum the string. They got to shoot the basketball and have it not even hit the banking board. You know, it's got to start somewhere. 
because the alternative is just to sit in the bleachers, right? I'm not going to play. Right, right. Okay, Rico, I'm going to give you two scenarios in our remaining moments and break sure. it down for us. The first step you would take in these these real what the world thinks is a real tough scenario. Okay. I'm addicted to drugs. How do I use your just two choices formula to help me? As individually, I going back to that discussion we just had before, I would start to ask myself, what's something small, really, really small, that I can do right now that can help me to make a choice that's different from that same old choice that I've been making before? What's something small? And if I didn't have anybody sitting there with me, then the question would be, who can I call? Who can I contact? You know, via the internet. Um, who can I talk to personally? I mean, go over and visit. Can I go to a church? Those would be the kind of things or, you know, some other respected group, um, that would help me to make a choice that's going to take me, um, away from the path that I'm already on as an addiction. It's got to start somewhere. And if I were a counselor, then those were the kind of discussions that I would have one on one, eyeball to eyeball with that person. And, and it might be a while until the person says, nope, I'm not going to do any of those things. I know I could call somebody, right? Just the choices. I'm not going to do it. I know I could maybe check on the internet for some rehab programs. I'm not going to do it. You say, okay, well, mm-hmm. there you are further down your path. But at some point, you're going to reach that, you know, you're going to bottom out and you're going to have to, you're going to make the choice, um, or you're going to continue to stay on your path. So if there's no support whatsoever, that would probably be the dip- most difficult one. Um, if you're on it as an addiction to use the just two choices, then it would, I think it would be a lot easier or helpful if you had someone there to talk to eyeball to eyeball to incrementally yep. help you make a better next choice. So, well, I think Rich, I mean, Rich and Rico, what we've been talking about here, uh, is certainly what I keep drawing some conclusion on and Rico in those last answers, especially is that it's, you know, it's, it's got to be developed into a habit in terms of how we make those choices. The notion that we have just two choices, and whether or not, you know, we live in a in a society right now that is that is instant, right? Instant oatmeal, uh, drive-through, instant feed. Inst- I want to feed my face right now. You know, so it's all instant, and <laughs> yeah. we have to get back to people realizing that. Look, man, you have to sit down and develop a new framework of my a uh, uh, way of thinking by using the simplicity of life because whether it is our faith whether it is our everything we we have choices every time we're engaged with something it's a choice you make a choice to do the right thing or the wrong thing there's always a choice but it does not take effect in terms of the longevity or the legacy of it whatever we however we want to call it unless we start to do it one moment at a time and before long, we've now got 30 years of decision-making by simplicity in the fact that we have chosen. And we understand, we take the accountability, we take the responsibility, realize that every choice we've made was ours to make, not someone else's choice. Even in the midst of, of, of persecution, we're still making choices of how we're going to respond. Am I accurate, right, Rico? Oh, absolutely. And, 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 and the one thing I, I have to think is that everything we choose to do creates a habit. So it's... Making a habit is inescapable. It's a part of life. Just like choices, the fabric of life, the habit is the result of the choices. And no matter what you do, whether it's what a habit you want or a habit you don't want, you create it all the same way by using your just two choices moments to make a choice so it became consistent. And there you have it. There you are. 
it's inescapable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I used to I, I used the phrase a lot, you know, and I, I turn it. I go to Rich to you in a second, but I use the phrase a lot, you know. You we're gonna leave a legacy by defi- by design or by default. A lot of us choose right. to do it by default, and it's a horrible one. But if we do it by design, we choose to leave the legacy we want to leave, and it's an amazing one, no matter where our life ends. Right. Exactly right. And you choose to me. That's that's brilliantly said. I love it. You're right. Design or default. Just two choices. Rico, what is the closing message that you want to leave with our audience to, with our audience today in our remaining moments? I would say just two choices. Start telling your new story every day, every moment of every day. Tell your new story about how fabulous your life is and how fabulous, you know, it's going to be and how many great people you're going to run into and how much you appreciate people and, and being alive and you're going to find your life changed. If you keep telling your new story about what you want, you're going to find it's just going to be attracted to you. You're not going to have to hunt it out. It's going to come to you. Quit telling your old story. Tell your new story. That's it. Rico, tell us one more time where we can find just two choices and where we can get in contact with you. Uh, uh, I appreciate that very much. Uh, com. And like I said, all the things we were talking about here are all on the one sheet, just opt in and download them for free and um, 303-442-0324 is a number if somebody would want to call and uh, it's an honor and a privilege to um, to spend time with you guys I really am grateful for for the chat and for the fun thank you guys you're welcome Rico and once again our guest has been Rico Rakoski the author of Just Two Choices on this edition Motivation with a Purpose. For Zeke Bambolo, I'm Rich Hallstrom. Join us next week right here on Talk Zone for another exciting edition of Motivation with a Purpose. See you then.